Welcome to the Two Man Scramble, presented by Man Cave Sports. My name is Vaughn Small, here with Alec Weeks. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Be sure to visit us on Twitter at MCSports365, or check us out at our website, www.mcsports365.com. Shout out to Crystal Falls once again. Thank you for the tea time last week. Sure enjoyed it, didn't we, Alec? Yeah, it was a great tea time. Make sure to check them out for your weekend tea times. But we had quite a little adventure out there. Managed to get through the round. Managed to lose my phone while I was out there. Got to 18, realized I didn't have my phone, and it was dark by the time we finished. We decided to walk. And so had to figure out where my phone was at, go th- drive through the neighborhood where we thought we could get onto the course and ask some Made strangers. Made me ask if we a could stranger. Get, yeah. I see, thanks to that, Vaughn. See You're if welcome. we could get through the house to find to the course. Eventually we did. Two of my found friends. Yeah, we, f- we found the phone, long story short. And it was thankful to Vaughn and my friend Adam. Shout out to him using their flashlights on their phone to help find my phone. But it was quite a story. Probably won't be walking any golf courses anytime soon. But it was a great round. Shout out to Crystal. And make sure you all <laughs> check them out for your weekend tea times. Jeez, you, you do need a new bag, though, Alec. Time to get a walking bag. Yeah, I've got a cart bag, but as far as that goes, that's another story. <laughs> Anyways, we're here with Season 2, Episode 1. Last episode, I told you it was the first one of Season 2, but we put it back as the final episode on Season 1 because we uh, went on a recap of the great historical season that we had last year. So anyways, here we are, Season 2, Episode 1, the 2017 PGA Tour season. Let's get it. got a lot of good stuff for you on this week's show we're going to be taking a quick look into the portugal masters last week's european tournament took place on tv while we're all asleep that's how those euro tournament goes so i mean who really cares about those me we're going to be looking into a recap of the cimb classic which was last week's pga tournament also took place overseas while we were asleep on tv i mean i don't know how many people were staying up to watch that but we're also going to be checking out what's going on with Tiger now, maybe a little bit into his return, how that's going, some stuff he's been saying lately, some stuff from his camp. And then we're also going to be, last thing, looking into the WGC HSBC Championship, which is a big field, big tournament this week, taking place in Shanghai, also going to be while we are asleep. So if you're a late-nighter, golf's looking good for you. You don't have to be waking up early to watch these early rounds, but it's going on late. It's overseas, so if you are staying up to watch this, good for y'all. All right, so Alec first mentioned looking at the – Portugal Masters. Padre Harrington hasn't won on the European Tour in eight years. Got it done, beating Andy Sullivan, the defending champion. Sullivan led after 36 holes last year, went on to win by nine. This year, he co-led after 36 holes at minus 14. End up losing to one to veteran Padre Harrington. Again, first European Tour win since 2008. He's played in eight European Tour events since March. Seven on the PGA Tour, just to get an idea how much he plays on the European Tour. It's pretty even with the amount he plays on the PGA Tour. So good for Padre. Uh, really first big win since 
his PGA Championship, I believe, was in 2008. He did win the 2015 Honda Classic. But other than that, it's his first win in almost seven years. So good for Padre. Hey, the wily old veteran. That's right. Uh, CIMB Classic. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of this. Alec, you said you got to watch the exciting in there. What 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 went on there? Yeah, I to be honest, it wasn't live what I was watching. I caught a recap of it. We all you, know. You said you're asleep, so. Yeah, as I said, it's been coming on overseas. A lot of these events are the Portugal Masters, the CIMB, next week's WGC. All are taking place overseas, not domestically. So. They're coming on late nights on TV. Hey, that that's pretty cool. Everybody's talking about something different in golf. Here we have three tournaments in a row that you can watch at night. That That's something pretty cool, golf yeah, fans. Yeah, I mean, night or early morning, it was going into the early right. a.m., but it's great to grow the game in these overseas tournaments, and we'll look into the CIMB. Justin Thomas claimed his second victory on the PGA Tour, and ironically, both victories were at the CIMB. So back to back. Yeah, he goes back-to-back. The course must really fit his eye. I mean, it, it works well for him, and he's been playing well. It's good to see him get another win, one of those young guns that can go out there and play these courses. He was in a tight battle with Honor Bon Lahiri, who had a couple shot lead on him going into the final round, but... Struggled on the final day, only shot even. Easy course. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say he struggled on the final day. It was really just one bad hole. He looked like me out there. He had a nine, <laughs> a quadruple bogey on the third hole in the final round. And even yeah, with like that you. nine, <laughs> hey, thank you, Vaughn. <laughs> even with that nine, he managed to stick around. He was there. He going into the back nine, the turn, he was only a couple shots back. And he was with a fighting chance even with that nine on that third hole. So... It was enjoyable to watch the little bit of the rerun that I did catch. Um, Good for Justin Thomas winning the tournament. He pledged to donate $250 for every birdie he made, not only this week, but the week before at the Safeway and also at next week's WGC. Just uh, for a recap on where he's at with that, he's going to a charity to help people affected by Hurricane Matthew. And he made, let me get a real check pretty quickly. He made 29 birdies last week, almost breaking the 72-hole PGA Tour event record of 32 in one week. That brought his total to $13,000 in the two weeks that he's made, donating a total of $7,250 last week. So good for him, helping those people from Florida, affected by Hurricane Matthew. And it was a great tournament to watch. Yeah, check that out if you can. You said that he was uh, donating to victims of the Hurricane Matthew, right? Yeah, in I guess Google that if you can. You can probably find out something about that. Um, remember last podcast I mentioned how this is the easiest uh, par 72 course statistically, uh, that, at least it, that it was last year. And you just mentioned Justin Thomas uh, almost broke the record for most birdies in a tournament. So Three shy. Three shy. Uh, good for Justin Thomas, as we mentioned. And this could be a breakout year for him. You have your young guns, Jordan Spieth. Ricky Fowler, some other ones out there who his name hasn't really fit in with yet. So I think it's time for him. I think it's about time for him to get in that mixture of names. Yeah, I mean, this is the second year in a row we've seen his name in the winner's circle early on in the year. Granted, they are both of the same tournament, but good for him. Obviously, this course works well for him, and shout out to him for donating all this money. Another person I was surprised to see at the top in last week's CIMB Hideki Matsuzama, and I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. He did well last year, too, but in a course that I would thought 
come down to a lot of putting. I didn't think somebody like Hideki would be near the top, but I'm a fan. Of course, when we play in on these overseas tournaments, the overseas players like Hideki from the Asian countries, pretty sure he's Japanese. He is. So I'm just good to see them play well when they're in these Asian countries. And he came in T5 last week. Good for him. Another name, Keegan Bradley. Hope he has a good year. Has been struggling over the last couple seasons. Solo sixth for him. Yep. Shot 64 the first day. Second day struggled a bit, shooting 72, and then uh, finished the last two rounds under par there. Good good finish for Keegan. Yeah. Some other stories I've really noticed off to great starts here in the 2017 season is Scott Piercy. He's managed to come two consecutive top tens. Last week with the first tournament of the year, we broke the ice with the Safeway Open. He came in third place there, looked really good, and managed to also come in a T10 this week at the CIMB. So he's in to a great start also in the field this week at the WGC. So maybe watch out for him. He's been playing well lately. Yeah, great player. Also, Adam Scott finished T10. I believe that's six out of his last seven tournaments since the PGA Championship to finish in the top 10. So here he is rolling to the HSBC uh, Champions Tournament. Six out of seven last starts for him have been inside the top 10 since the PJ championship. This guy's playing very well. So another guy to look forward to as the season progresses. As for another guy that isn't playing very well, but you might want to be looking forward to let's get into what seems to be our weekly tiger story. Recently, he came on an interview with PBS saying that he believes he can still break Jack's record and, kind of brings up a little bit of a talking point i mean it's something that all golf fans you know would enjoy talking about it's a big topic so i just want to know what you think about that one vaughn personally i'm a tiger fan i don't think he can really sniff the record i'd be surprised to see him get one or two more yeah supposedly it was charlie rose asked him do you believe you'll get the 18 majors he said no and charlie rose like you sure he goes you accepted that he goes yeah i've accepted it then I'm going to get more. So Tiger truly thinks that he's going to break Jack's record. As a Tiger fan, I would be very, very shocked to see that, but that would be amazing for golf. That would be a big boom for the golf industry. I mean, at Tiger's age, he's only 40 years old right now. Jack Nicholas himself won three majors but past the age of 40. The, you know, the surgeries. He's had multiple already. It's, it's different. I mean... Phil's still contending. Phil's a little bit older. We saw what he did in last year's British. That was a phenomenal what could have been win for him. But I don't even think it's about the surgeries with him. I really think it's just about those six inches between his head. He's got to get those right, and we all know he can play. I, I really think it comes down to the mental game for him. But he hasn't won on tour since 2013. Four more majors. I mean, I don't know. He'd be lucky to get four more PGA Tour victories at this point. But... I can't say I wouldn't mind watching it if he does. So kudos to him if he thinks he can break the record. And if he does, that's going to be a hell of a thing to watch. So I'll be enjoying it if he does. Supposed to make his return in about a month at the Hero World Challenge starts December 1st. But I don't know what does his word really mean at this point. After backing out in the Safeway Open, I really hate to bash on Tiger like this. But from what he was and... To what he's doing now, it is disappointing to see, and I, I really do hope that he returns in great form. As far as some more recent relevant information goes, let's take a look into this week's WGC HSBC tournament. It's going to be taking place 
one of those other seeds tournaments again as we're asleep coming on the late night going into the early a.m so if you're a late nighter you can stay up and watch this but it's over there in Shanghai at the Shishan International Golf Club, which is playing just a touch over 7,200 yards this week and is a par 72. One of four World Golf Championships, just in case you didn't know us, what the WGC stands for, and we're featuring a new one this year in Mexico. Yeah, actually, ironically, it went from Donald Trump's course in near Miami at uh, famous Doral course ironically went from Trump's course to Mexico, uh, supposedly after PJ wasn't too happy with the, uh, some of the comments that Trump was saying specifically about immigrants and about... Um, Maybe he said wall. Right, whatever, about the wall. But the PGA actually came out and said they weren't happy with that, and the PGA's trying to expand the game, as we've been talking about for a while now. Had the Olympics, it wasn't really the PGA, but... We have uh, these tournaments overseas, and they've really been trying to expand the game as much as possible. So, yeah, WGC Mexico Championship will be the second of the four World Golf Championships played this year. Uh, the third one is a Dell match. it's coming to Austin. That's right. Third one, Dell match play here in Austin, Texas. I myself had a chance to go there last year. Very, very good event. You know, the match play is very different, I will admit. Uh, it's good to go to during the first and second day, but once the finals day final days come and crowds only, get big, absolutely only only four you know four players or so play, so it does get a little crowded there the third or fourth day. But I did have the chance to go the first day. Great course, great environment. Uh, I prefer you see that if you have the chance. And finally, the last WGC World Golf Championship of the season ends at the Bridgestone Invitational in Akron, Ohio. Dustin Johnson was actually the champion there not too long ago, ending his great season. But let's get on to this week's tournament a little bit more. Pretty easy course, similar to the CIMB. Uh, the winner is usually around 20 under par, uh, despite two years ago when Bubba won it 11 under in, in bad conditions. But our our, pat, our previous champion is Russell Knox. He was 20 under. Uh, Bubba won it the year before, as I mentioned, 11 Dustin Johnson in 2013, and Phil's a two-time winner in 2009 and 2007. It's been a while for him, but maybe he can. Actually, I don't know. I don't recall that he's in the field this week. I don't. He is not He isn't actually a lot of big names though. WGC top players in the world. So a uh, quick note though, uh, supposed to rain Wednesday and Thursday, uh, the practice round and early first round, and after be that, playing soft. Absolutely. After that though. Bit of a cold front supposed to blow in and be be pretty windy is what the weather's predicting. And when the weather was an issue two years ago, course actually sat inside the top ten for most difficult among all courses that season. And fairways hit, greens and regulations, scrambling, and even par three scoring. But at the same time, also ranked inside the easiest half for birdie or better conversion percentages. So players still making a bunch of birdies on again a, a easier course, like I mentioned. But uh, greens and regulation will be key as always. But because of the conditions, finding fairways is going to be the most important stat for the players as scrambling and playing from the wetter, uh, even the sand traps, playing from the from the different areas is going to be a, a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the weather affects the players. You mentioned a couple years ago when the weather was bad. I think that was that year that Bubba came in at significantly lower scores than all the other past champions had been. But it's definitely going to, most likely at least, affect the weather as the weather reports show. And it's going to be interesting. We have 
a pretty big tournament here. Pretty highly anticipated for the race to Dubai. European Tour players, yeah. Yeah, basically the FedEx Cup of the European Tour. So there's a lot of a lot on the line for some European tours here, or European Tour players, excuse me, as just as there was a couple weeks ago when the FedEx Cup was concluding. Yeah, Danny Willett leaves a race to Dubai right now. Like Alec just mentioned, again, the race to Dubai is a European Tour uh, uh, version of the FedEx Cup playoff, so an accumulative point system throughout the whole season. Danny Willett leads right now uh, just about a million. How they do it is by earnings, so just about a million euros above Henrik Stenson and Rory McIlroy, which isn't a whole lot uh, coming down the stretch here. Rory McIlroy could be the second player ever to win the FedEx Cup points and the race to Dubai. Henrik Stinson did in 2013. Interesting stat. He's actually another player that's contending for the race to Dubai, currently in second place, just trailing Danny Willett. So it's interesting to see him and him and McIlroy jockeying for position here. But it's going to be a big tournament for them, one of the last tournaments coming down for that. And uh, just a note about the field here, there's 40 of the 50 top players in the world confirmed to this week's tournament, so it's not going to be an easy one for them. No, some of the big names, Dustin Johnson, great year last year. Fifth, He got fifth in this tournament last year, won it in 2013. Scoring average has been 66.89 in the last nine rounds here in Shanghai, so expect him to have a good week. Rory, who actually, big news, using a tailor-made driver. He's going to be trying out tailor-made equipment. Kind of interesting to me. He was Titleist before he went to Nike going with tailor-made. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nike has stopped making their club. They stopped producing what they've made, so he's got to find some new stuff eventually. Rumors have it that it's giving him apparently extra 10 yards of carry plus roll, so he's already a long hitter if you can right. hit the ball even farther with a tailor-made driver, and they advertise that they make the best drivers, so... Hey, they do. Trust me. Those things go farther than any other driver, I think. I used to play one. I know you play one. Rory's playing one this week, so we'll definitely have to keep an eye on his driver stats, see what they're up to this week. Hey, that's just what Patrick Reed wants to hear, huh? Ten extra yards of carry and roll. Yeah, the shorter hitters in the field probably don't want to hear about that either. I mean, I can't imagine anybody does, but as you mentioned, Patrick Reed also in the field this week. I mean, he's really killed the WGCs, nine nine for 11 in top 25s, and the WGCs always carry a tough field, so that's an impressive stat. Yeah, it is, and Adam Scott, a player that you think's going to make a lot of noise in 2017. I mean, I don't know if I said a lot of noise. I just think he might have a good Masters performance here and there, maybe walk away uh, with the green jacket Okay, all I'm saying. Okay, he's never finished inside the top 10 here, but has been in good form lately, as I mentioned, six top 10s and seven of his last starts since the PGA Championship in late July. Uh, there are some other notable names there. Again, 40 of the top 50 players in the world playing, so big event. You might want to catch that if you can, playing in Shanghai. Uh, should be a good one. Going to be coming to you live, as always, on the Golf Channel and NBC. The times have been mentioned, as before, kind of whack, 10 p.m. to 3 a.m., starting on Wednesday night, going into the early Thursday morning, and proceeding throughout the weekend. So if you're late, late at night to catch that, go ahead and catch that on the Golf Channel and NBC. Okay, so a couple predictions or picks for this week. As I mentioned earlier, weather should be a problem, so fairways is definitely key. Who can keep it in the fairway? Simple as possible. Get lift, clean, and place if you're there. Yeah, simple as possible. Fairways and greens, kind of, kind of the more straighter, more accurate players. 
So I went ahead and looked at the driving accuracy leaders on the PGA Tour last season, considering there's only been two tournaments this season, so it wasn't too accurate if you went by that way. Uh, the only players inside the top 10 from the 2016 season that are playing this week are Russell Knox and Roberto Castro. Roberto Castro, name that you see actually at the top of the leaderboard a lot. Maybe a sleeper, if you will. And on the European Tour, Henrik Stinson leads in driving accuracy, hitting 76.2% of the fairways. And Francisco Melinari is third on the European Tour. And there really were no other notable names inside the top 10 there. Alec, you like anybody in DraftKings out of those four? Yeah, you know, Stinson's a big name. That's obvious there. And Russell Knox, the defending champion, you got to like him, especially with that fairway percentage. But you see last week at the CIMB, it was wet conditions there. And if you drove it in the fairway, you got your lifts clean in place. So it turned out to be a big advantage. And it's probably going to play a big advantage there if the conditions get a little wet. Yeah, so look for the straight knockers, the real simple like 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 the Stintons who really don't hit it too far, don't do anything crazy. Maybe like, be able to break out that real low three wood that he's got going for him. Yeah, like Dustin and those kind of picks. Rory kind of scares me. The guys who kind of hit it hit a little wayward. Kind of stay stay away from those this week. So now we look at the greens and regulation percentage leaders. On the PGA Tour, Paul Casey last year was second, playing very well. That's a very solid pick this week. Probably going to be expensive in your daily lineups. Adam Scott, third on the PGA Tour in green to regulation percentage. Sergio tied sixth. Russell Knox, ninth. Jonathan Vegas, tenth. Russell Knox, uh, inside that top ten for accuracy in the fairway and on the greens. And the defending champion. Uh-oh, watch out for him. On the European Tour, Greens and Regulation percentage leaders, Rory McIlroy 2nd, Henrik Stinson 4th, Cabrera Bayo 6th, Schwartzel 7th, Sergio ninth. I like all those guys that I just mentioned. Rory with that extra 10 yards on his driver could go an extra 10 yards wayward. I don't know if I like him so much. But yeah, those other names that you're mentioning, they're great names. All you got to like them in CIMB. Sergio played great. Cabrera Bayo was good in the field there. So a couple guys coming off a good performance last week. Should be a good tournament, some good stuff to watch, and catch it on the Golf Channel and NBC if you can. Yeah, and a lot on the line, as we mentioned. Race to Dubai. Uh, actually, this does count towards the FedEx Cup points. So a lot on the line for a lot of players, and we're ready to get a World Golf Championship underway. First one of the four this year. We're excited. Thanks for listening to Two Man Scramble, brought to you by Man Cave Sports. Again, you can find us on Twitter at mcsports365 or online at www.mcsports365.com. Again, I'm Vaughn Small with my partner, Alec Weeks. 10 p.m. to 3 (laughs) a.m. Another late-night tournament we have in store, World Golf Championship, HSBC. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 